0: This is Father Patrick Briscoe. And this is Father Bonaventure Chapman. And welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, Father Bonaventure, how are you today? I am doing well. It is summertime,
1: uh, July, so we're kind of in the midst of it. June, I always find June is like a freebie it's like a friday so friday is to the summer as uh as friday is to the weekend as june is to the summer so nice. it, you know if you don't celebrate or you don't get summery uh and relaxing and sort of thing on june it's okay just like friday is if it's great no pressure but then like july is the kind of key point and then august is the depressing it's like the sunday of the weekend i mean mass is there so that's great but um you know it's like monday's coming you can feel it already uh and same thing with august like oh i know that we've got time left but it seems like it's gone but july july is that's where that's where you make your that's where you make your money in terms of uh summer wise we're right in the middle of that
0: now we've been passing a little bit like ships in the night we've been all over the place despite it being only the friday of summer you know, having That's passed, right. I guess we're, we're headed towards well, no, we're the, in Saturday. the we're middle ready. of Saturday of Yeah, summer, we're dead. But, we're dead know. on Saturday. I mean, like Saturday <laughs> night's
1: still coming, but you know, we're, we're good morning. Maybe it's, maybe it's time for lunch, um, in summer. We're, yeah, we got to make it. How, how, make how a, have
0: you spent your summer Friday so far? Well,
1: so far, um, it's been, it's different because, you know, we, so Father Patrick and I live at a house with, with tons of, of men, uh, brothers in formation. But they go away in the summer to do their, their summer ministries. And so the house quiets down, you could say, and goes in like a skeleton crew. It's a ship, uh, references all this whole time, that uh, is a very skeleton crew, just enough to make the the boiler work and this sort of thing. And that's where like the House of Studies right now, if you come to worship with us, uh, you will hear cantors you've never heard before. Um and things will be a little bit off key and otherwise because there will only be like six or six of us or something at any given time because we're always moving out, moving about and things. This is a time for retreats, not just going on retreats, catching up on those, but giving retreats, a time for us to get away from uh from the house to to make some make some cash for the for the house. Uh so I've been giving retreats or giving uh, some retreats in in Philadelphia, which has been great. Uh so I got to see the the City of Liberty there. And then um Yeah, just carrying on with with other work. So, um, so far, I'd say B minus summer so far, like in terms of relaxing and and resting, this sort of thing. But, um, but it's there. It's there. You?
0: Well, I have, if we're grading ourselves, I have to give myself a C minus, I think, for in terms of restful summer. But I have seen a lot of cool things. Hmm. I got to be down in Sea Island in Georgia with a group of college students and um, preaching retreats down there. That was beautiful. I went to the Pacific Northwest for the first time. I've never been that far oh. all the way over. Whereabouts? So went to Portland for a week for the Catholic Media Association Conference. A great which was, my I, I was very nervous. You know, this is, this is, this is Chapman territory. I realized this. Um, but for, but yeah. frankly, I was nervous. I didn't know what Portland was going to be like. But it turns out I loved it. I it was a
1: it's a great, great city. city uh yeah it's a it's 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 really nice the downtown is getting uh, a bit derelict at this point but um the the rose garden is absolutely gorgeous the japanese garden the washington park um overlooking the the city uh powell's bookstore i hope you got to spend some time there it's the biggest bookstore in the in the world i think um, which is fantastic yeah
0: bookstore was amazing rose garden was amazing uh, I love the, the the river, you know, the water that just cuts right through the city. Mm-hmm. And it was so green. I think that was the thing that I was most struck by. It was a very green city, lots of trees, just the color of it. And it reminded me with all due respect to Washingtonians, um, that the DC is not a real city. It's a fake city. Yeah. You know, people, right. people come people come here uh to do things. It's just purely functional. Even the you know, even the design betrays that, right? It's it's not organic at all. Um, it's just totally pre-planned and uh, all about government and business. Um, and so the the spirit of the place, the spirit of Portland, was just very different than the spirit of DC, which is just you know go 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 go. So I think that that I, that that actually takes us to um to what I, what I wanted to start getting into for today's episode. I wanted to talk about boats and boating, and part of the reason is because for me over the summertime, I have always found that the most restful, the most relaxing vacations, the most relaxing trips for me involve water, being near water, being around water. Like I love that retreat I got to give at Sea Island in Georgia because we were by the ocean. I love going to mm-hmm. the lake with my family, and I think there's something about there's something about boats and water that that I think is is fundamentally restorative. Now I know some people are mountain people, but this is not a mountain episode. This mm-hmm. is this is an episode about boats and water. And I think we really need that. Um, what's your What's your initial take on that? Do you find Do you find the same?
1: Yeah, there's if you something... need to
0: recharge, where do you go?
1: Oh, just sit in my room. <laughs> um, but uh, but there is something about uh, yeah. I as as the as the listeners will hear, Father Patrick and I have a different ex- experience of boats. Um, uh, <laughs> boats boats are racing, so sailing for me um which is which is a charging and you get to kind of practice and it is it is good to sail sometimes just enjoy yourself in the water but there is something about the water i guess um i mean if i think phenomenologically about it there's it's this calm space it can be you know you're generally not going in during thunderstorms and saying i'm going to go relax the water during the storm you know you, tr- you don't do that but and generally it's you get this kind of just feeling of uh of calm, there's you're you might if when you're on the water there's a buoyancy of course it's kind of floating. We can get back into you know we, we like to be like weightless in a sense, um, and it's it's away from things. So when you're on the water, you're on the water. When I'm on, on the land, I've got you know a Starbucks store next to me, um, a building over here, a house over here. Like everything's you can just build up and land very quickly. So you have lots of things around you that you can go to. Whereas in the water, you only thing that you're standing on is the boat you could say and there's nothing around other than boats so it's 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 very uh freeing in that way there's not many distractions and opportunities for other things you're just there by yourself in a sense there's a there's a solitude um to boats on water just phenomenologically because of the fact that it's water and then and then you and that's it um regardless how many people are on the boat and uh, how big the boat is it's just such a smaller space than than anything else you also feel that you're uh um, you're you're a guest, you know, in a sense. Like we're not water creatures; we're land creatures. I think, uh, why no? So, um, when you're in water, it's something t- different. It's it's uh it's it's something that's not 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 supposed to be there. It's not like I feel like I'm trespassing on tri- on uh, you know tridents uh, realm or something. Or the fish are upset because uh they're now humans here. But and saying, well, we don't. We don't come on your thing, we don't jump on your land, you stay out of our water. they don't care um and so it feels like we can do be a part of this, but there's still this experience of you're a guest you're not you're not meant to live here, so it's a place to go to um uh, hmm. yeah, so there's lots of there's lots of reflections, just the experience of being on the water um and then also the the fact that um when you're on land, I don't generally think about what's under me. I think it's dirt and worms, basically, you know it's not that exciting then there's magma at some point we do our earth science course, rocks for jocks. But I don't generally think about what's under my feet, like I'm not on things, you know if I'm in a cemetery or if I'm in an old cathedral in, in England, I might be walking on on bodies, this kind of stuff, but in general, I don't think about things under my feet. I just assume that it doesn't matter it wouldn't matter if they, if I was on a steel ball, if the earth was a steel ball with nothing. Or like whatever's under there, you know, dinosaur bones or whatever. I don't care about that stuff really. But in the water, it's impossible not to f- feel like those things under you. Lots of things, you know. There's there's creatures and fish and plants. I mean, you're walking on top of plants and animals. Like when's the other when's the other time that you walk? I guess when you walk in the grass, you're kind of walking in plants and animals. But it's more cognizant of it. I mean, these are bigger animals, shall we say? You know, unless we're talking about dune. Um, and uh, that's giant worms. So that's just, I've got plenty of thoughts, but that's, they're just, it's a different space. So it immediately just sets you apart from what you normally do, I think.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. I think that experience of vastness of bodies of water, uh, larger lakes of the ocean, uh, rivers even to an extent, right? That that experience of vastness kind of draws us out from, from where we're at. And I, I think we really need that. I, I think that there's something key about boats and about water about boating that it that is fundamentally um a, a part of our needed recreation right so so i've been thinking about this a lot about how much people have been working so fortune, fortune magazine had an article that reported that the average unused paid time off in 2021 was 4.6 days so americans are leaving 5 five available vacation days on the table four point six you know almost five available vacation days on the table in 2020 American workers left an average of thirty three percent or five point six days of paid time off on the table it, we're just not we're, we're just not willing to engage in this kind of recreation and, and i I think there's something uh, there's something about that that we, that we really need to think we really need to take seriously i I think this claim. Uh, I think this claim that we prefer work to recreation, that we prefer work to leisure is important to to recognize and acknowledge. Joseph Pieper, the, the German philosopher, argued that leisure, it must be remembered, he says, is not a Sunday afternoon idol, but the preserve of freedom, of education and culture, and of that undiminished humanity which views the world as a whole. Leisure is not a Sunday afternoon idol, but the preserve of freedom of education and culture and I think that's really true. I, I had a dramatic experience of this as a, as a kid, right because going to the lake is a, a stepping into its own culture right there are all kinds of things you learn about caring for boats, about the way, the way you behave on the lake, the way you, you drive them properly that, that my parents handed on right uh, that, that, that were part of this it's, a, it's an introduction into a deeper in, into a deeper thing. Um, one thing that we used to do is we would go to Mrs. Reservoir. Who hasn't heard of that, right? In the, in Central Indiana, this is
1: the most bourgeois <laughs> episode in God's plan history. Carry on. True,
0: true. So, so we would we would we would go to the lake. We would we get there early. We would ski, and then we would have breakfast. And we would breakfast. Uh, you know, we would make breakfast on like a Coleman camper grill or whatever um, at the picnic area. And we would we would overlook this picnic area, overlook the boat ramp. And we would watch people try and launch their boats and it was very interesting because um many times people were very bad at this <laughs> they clearly did not have the skills handed down to them they weren't really introduced into this particular culture they had no idea what they were doing husbands and wives you know would just break down in, in huge fights and then other people would just accomplish the most amazing things like i remember one time seeing a giant rv just a huge rv towing a jet ski that put this jet ski trailer in the water effortlessly. You know, it took them like 60 seconds, just, just swung around, backed up, put the little jet ski in the water and took off. Uh so, so some people, some people have it. They they've they've got this tradition for them. It's a, a, a totally restful experience. So, Father Bonaventure, what do you think contributes to uh or takes away from boats and boating as a kind of true recreation, as a kind of leisure that is restorative, so the kind of thing that can take us out of our drive to
1: well, I mean, I have to say, your description of boating sounds awful uh, <laughs> so, wow I mean, painful okay uh yeah, well, I mean this could be a, this is just a joint of nature i suppose um on on ours that um what father patrick's describing, and maybe this is what uh, some people have done is is motor boating as far as i'm concerned wow. um which it sounds you know yeah, well, there's a recreation to that, i suppose it's it's um so let me let me comment on that, and then we can perhaps go into our uh, uh, debate about whether that's actually a good thing or not. Um, as a sailor, I think I hate I hate that. Uh, I think it's deeply against God's nature and uh, and the created order, and you miss out on all the true lessons that you could actually learn from boats because of motor boating. Um, but there is a so I mean boat. There's a play aspect to it. I think le- a leisure. It's important in leisure not only to to think uh, and to restore and to reflect and kind of defrag, you could say. That's kind of passive leisure um, that's, that we need time off. So just to let things kind of settle in, there, in, in our mind that we can't be working all the time. I mean, sleep is the most biological example of this, but it has to be, wakeful leisure is too, just to rest and sit and, and think. And we don't Often do that because of our phones and such, and we have opportunities to always be actively doing something as opposed to passively letting us ourselves just kind of get readjusted. I think the other part, though, there is a, uh, as Pieper said, it's it's not just it's what his um it's not just a Sunday afternoon idol, but it's it's a a productive thing. It's something you're working on, and there I think play is essential. You wouldn't think that you know leisure and play when you think of like sustaining a culture. But play actually is a really important thing, just uh, you know, uh, developmentally, psychologically. As a child, when, you, when you're playing, it's d- developing the imagination. Uh, you're taking on different roles. You're creating worlds, all this kind of stuff, which doesn't end. It's not like when you're a child, you're playing, and you have to create worlds because you can't find worlds. Uh, and then once you become an adult, you find worlds. No, it's, it's, you always need to create worlds. And in fact, that's what we're meant to do as, as creatures, is to create the world, not just take it. Uh, as it is, but to make it, civilize it, humanize it, to have dominion over it, Genesis, blah, blah, blah. Um and that's what play is kind of for as a child. But it's it's essential as as adults too, I think. Just humans. Play is an activity. We can we we change our modalities of play. So whether we play sports or tennis or 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 card games or any but some kind of free world association and and uh activity. That is not aiming at anything beyond itself. So it's it's it has that structure of a thing in and of itself, just like learning, for instance, is a is a, a good in itself. Whatever you could learn how to do something, just learning some things is 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 good. And the best things in life are good in themselves. And that's what play, it's kind of a it's a natural good. Um and it has this it's a referentially ending character, so that it doesn't you're not playing in order to do something better, although it will make you better. If As you play and relax in this way at certain times, um or that you're trying to win money, for instance, all the time, it might win you money if you're a, if, if you're playing for money and gambling or if you're you know having competitions, this kind of thing, but just in and of itself, play is an end. You're playing a game to play a game, and the game is entirely different than the world it's a different it's its own little world, but it 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 has its own end in it and its own goodness. And I think that that uh, recreational activities are recreational in that way that they they help you to recreate uh, the world and to go back into also the you know the workaday world and such with with a flexibility uh, perhaps seeing things and perhaps having a little more agility than you would otherwise. And I think that's what so boats and boating in terms of recreation on the lake and things is you're not trying to get anything done on the lake, you know you're just there. And you're being active on it, and it might be, it might be, uh, oh, water skiing, or <laughs> just doing whatever Father Patrick does on boats. Um, and there's a, but there's a pl- the playful dimension to it that you're just doing this, and it's not like something. It's not like something we you earn to do. Like, oh, I have an I earn to, to have this time off in a sense. But it's a, it's a constituent part of our life that we play in some fashion, and playing on the water. Has all those other dimensions to being that separate space uh, as as it goes. I,
0: I really like this emphasis on, on recreation because I think there's something primordial about this about about boating. At um, it, least certainly the way my family engaged in it. Right. So you get up the the water is calmest in the morning, mm-hmm. and often the be, the best time to go water skiing is is right at sunrise. You're killing um, me. I just hate often, that. Often, <laughs> often. No, but it's so romantic. It's so beautiful. So, no, so the sun is just coming, water up. Drag, being dragged <laughs> along at five, fifty miles per hour on water. <laughs> Thirty-three, but that's okay. So the, uh, so the, uh, the, the thing that I love most about it, right, is you've got you've got smoke coming up. The sun is just cresting over the horizon, and you've got just a few people. And the lake is silent. There's nobody on it but you. And it's this, it's this moment of kind of uh, of kind of coming back. And when you water ski well of magnificence. The fact that a human being can do this is, is just extraordinary. Now, dear listeners, okay, So yeah, Do-Hon, dear listeners, <laughs> can we
1: just stop for a second? So if the water is calm. It's silent. It's your, you're creeping up. It's this perfect place of rest where you will now enter into a passive mode of play. What are we going to do? We're going to rev up a giant engine. Uh, we're going to spew smoke into the air and we're going to have screaming as people are zigging and zagging around this, that is exactly that's exactly the rest, the kind of thing we're talking about here. This is why I just I, God love you, God love you. This is just an abomination,
0: you know. Okay, we'll make your
1: argument for sailboats. How does how will. does
0: sailing engage this pre, this primordial moment? Uh, yeah, the beautiful part of sailing. Because about you don't sailing, go sailing at daybreak.
1: No, you can. Um, but this wind isn't usually good then. So Correct. one is that. Um, so the here's here I mean, you know, I'm a philosopher, so I think you make these distinctions here that some might say you're just making making this stuff up. But I think serious about this and I, I I just hate motorboating for this reason. Um, not just because sailors don't like them because motorboats just they could do whatever they want and they, they don't pay attention. They create huge waves and wake and they just kind of annoy us. It's not that. It's this. It's the, it's the fundamental human difference between these things and the creational difference. Because motor boating is kind of a demonic activity, it's a satanic uh, drive to, to power and control. <laughs> Whereas boating is is a kind of Adamic, uh, creational, um, Christic, even, you could say, activity. Why, why do I say that? Because in sailing, you are responding you are responding you are you are you are active of course because you're you're moving around sheets and you're you're raising sails and you're being attentive and you have to you know, steer the boat and pay attention but it, you're it's always it's oh it's like a marian kind of dimension so yeah i think it's satan versus mary here you're responsive so in her fiat to the to the archangel she is she's responding the fiat is a response but it's a response to the greater call and the gift of 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 god uh, for the, to the incarnation or Mac, you know, she's responding. She's always responding. And that's what sailing is because you don't get to decide when the wind comes up in sailing. If there's no wind, you can't sail. Um, you don't get to decide wh- where, how are you going to, the, the wind is in total control and your job is to be attentive to it. And the best sailors are those who are the most attentive to the details of, of, uh, of the wind, of the waves. Of the tides, all of these things, you are kind of at a you're you're you are at the mercy of of the water and the creation and the world, and yet you are able to enter into that and do something with it. You're able to have beautiful races, enjoy uh, leisure if you're sailing this sort of thing, um, make it human. You know, it's nothing more beautiful than than spinnakers going downwind, this big big beautiful sails, it's colorful, it's aesthetically pleasing. Um, people are enjoying themselves. It's great, that, but it's all because you're responsive to the to the world, and you're attentive to it. It's a listening. Uh, it's a, a dedication to it, uh, and and there's a great rest in that, and a realization of your cre- of your creaturely status. So as a as a sailor, you're very attentive to the fact that you just don't have total control over things. Um, you do the you do your best, and you're paying attention, but it is the water and the waves and the wind that have that are the ones that decide yes or no in motor boating as far as i can tell on the little times i've done this because i've been forced at certain points and i'm an open man i try to think about this you get out there and there's no wind and you say who cares i'm gonna rev up a giant engine you know um and you say well i want to go over there and you say that's going to take too long because the wind's in the wrong direction sort of thing you say who cares i am going to treat this water and this wind and this it's Its own phenomena, and I'm going to turn into like a, I don't know, land, where I just get to drive around, do what I want, you know. So I'm going to like destroy the character of acting on water as responsive to waves and wind, by just usurping that through technological power and just dominate it again, is sort of thing. So this is like a deep, uh, sinful kind of. So if we go to like Cain, Adam's children, yes, Cain, and then Cain's children. Are the smartest men Tubal Jubalcon. They are the ones who are the metallurgists and all this sort of thing. It's the seed of it's the seed of Cain, whereas the seed of Adam going to Mary is kind of the sailing thing. Okay, that's that's what I got. What do you think about that?
0: Perfect. Um, I, I I disagree entirely uh, for the purposes that I attempted to illustrate with my romantic views of skiing of its necessary time, but. Uh but I, but, I, but I do think the one thing that we're agreed on, the one thing that we're agreed on is that that both you know water skiing, motor boating uh, and sailing put you in touch with nature in a way that's different from our workday lives right because you were, you're not going to go out you're not going to go out water skiing you know in a storm but it makes you it makes you subject to God to his providence to his designs, to the natural world in a way, in a way that we in a, in a way that we're not. In everyday life and this i think is fundamentally restorative this this invokes leisure this draws us back to the to the real purposes i think there's an i, I think that we we touch something very important with the nature of play that uh, that that it, me- it means something to go outside of ourselves and to pursue an activity uh, with the intention of, of nothing other than uh, than accomplishing that activity right so my my grandfather waterskied until he was 70 which he was which he was very excited about and this is one of his goals and it, it was the most playful I ever saw him. He was very—he's he, a very accomplished banker, very serious fellow, um, kind in his own way. But but when he waterskied, like that was when he was—that was when he was really—that uh, was when he was quite playful, and that that demonstrated something important to me as a child. So I think the element of play is important. So we, so we have this uh, this res- respecting the natural order of things. We have the importance of play, and uh, I think finally, uh, I think finally we have um, we have the re- the reality of the reality of moving beyond. Uh, just our, our our normal pattern, our normal order of life, right? So, I, I think Americans pursue work. And you know, I was sort of asked this question very gently, right, at, at the beginning of the episode. I said, "Well, why don't why don't we take vacation? I think because Americans pursue work because work is easier than having fun. Um, if that makes sense, boats are boats are a lot of work. We have to admit that caring for them, uh, you know, oh, yeah. planning a trip, all, all of all of this requires a lot all of this requires a lot of a lot of effort on our part, and it's easier. To, for most people to simply carry on accomplishing the tasks at hand in the workaday world, pursuing the duty they have than it is to come up with something that that's going to be truly restful, a pleasant experience that's beyond the norm. It's easy, it's easier for most people to keep on working than it is to come up with, a, with the kind of thing that could be really hmm. restful and rejuvenating. Yeah. Well, I was, and I so I was that's my third this... little principle. I want to slip. Yeah,
1: in. no, that's great. And I think the other, um, the other thing about boating and, and boats in and this is, they require, they do require a lot of work. Um, and so much of our play uh, is, is kind of, you know, we're doing work, work, work. And then we just go and have everything like given to us, I suppose. You just go to a park, you go to somewhere like this, we're going to movie, the sort of thing where you're entirely passive. But again, with this right. leisure as an active, an active kind of response to something, a principle. I mean, I remember, you know, with anyone who's a sailor it knows that, uh, and, I assume, and I assume this is true for motorboating too, um, I assume this is similar, is that it's just a lot of work when you're on the water. Um, to set things up to get the boat there. I mean, some some like when you're and when you're a kid, you hate doing this. I remember my father's a great sailor and uh, and taught my us how to sail. Um, and and so we go with him and the sailing was fine, but uh, there's a lot of preparation in terms of the boat has to be pulled in out of the water. If it's a larger boat, stays in. But off season, you have to fix all the lines, work on all, clean the boat, make sure the boat's ready, to scrape the bottom. I mean, there are these you know weekends of events of of going and buffing and preparing all this. And initially, I think it, would, it was uh, it was kind of a drain, and it was one of the things you did to get to the boating. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. as I as I grew older, I think it was in college or something, I started to actually enjoy that part of the process uh, because I could see it in terms of that of what was going to happen, uh, and it was it was an activity for something else. But again, in its own kind of world, and it didn't it it stopped becoming a sort of um, means to an end. But rather a part of of the activity there, and it was there was something restful about that. Even though you're working and cleaning and 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 you know, drilling things and putting putting up masks and all this kind of stuff, it was a great opportunity to just spend time with my dad and uh, and 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 my brother, and talk and relax around this activity. You know, there wasn't aiming for any money. wasn't aimed for. There was no deadline particularly. We could have put the boat in a day earlier, or what have you. But it, it was it was a relaxing work that was rejuvenating, rejuvenating. And so I think that again, leisure we think is, leisure is not just sitting down and kind of watching. It's good to do that too. It's good to have total passive leisure. But the play aspect of leisure that has also this uh, development act activity to it, its own so little world thing, um, is extremely rejuvenating. And I, I got that from my from my father and uh, uh, from from boating and sailing particularly.
0: Well, whether you'll join me in saying non serviam or whether you prefer Father Bonaventure's overly romantic and Marian, Marian. argument for, <laughs> for sailing, I do hope that you find a, an activity this summer, listeners, that's that's very restful, that's very rejuvenating, that, that follows this sort of pattern we, we've built out of the kind of rejuvenating and uh, recreative activity that, that all of us need. Uh, thanks to all of you who support the podcast. We're grateful for your donations. If you'd like to tie to our work, check us out at patreon.com godsplaining. We invite all of you to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. We ask that you would please like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. People, when they're deciding whether or not they want to listen to a podcast, people read the reviews and everything you say about us that is true and that is good is helpful to us. Visit godsplaining.org to shop our merch, get dates and information for our upcoming Godsplaining events and to see what the Friars are up to. Again, know of our prayers for you, and we ask that all of you would pray for us. God bless.